Hello and welcome to From Fear to Fire, Secrets to Overcome Fear, Embrace Your Gifts, and Achieve Success. My name is Heather Hansen O'Neill, and I am your host. This is the place where real people share real challenges, where you can find a common bond and uncommon wisdom through their journeys to help you move from fear to fire. If you like what you hear, subscribe so that you don't miss any great programs and leave a review. I love and appreciate those. Thank you so much. Okay, today's quote of the day. Just as your car runs more smoothly and requires less energy to go faster when the wheels are in perfect alignment, you perform better when your thoughts, feelings, emotions, goals, and values are in alignment. And that quote is by Brian Tracy. Now, my guest today, you're going to love him. He's very dynamic. His name is Christopher Salem. He is the CEO of CRS Group Holdings, LLC, and he mentors and consults with entrepreneurs, business leaders, sales professionals, and companies overall to build and protect their brands by raising their level of influence as trusted advisors to maximize their results. Chris is also an accomplished business and emotional intelligence strategist, corporate trainer, world-class speaker, award-winning author, certified mindset expert, radio show host and media personality, and wellness advocate. Chris is the originator of the term prospreneur, an individual whose health and wealth are in alignment in a way that leads to true prosperity. His book, Master Your Inner Critic, Resolve the Root Cause, Create Prosperity, addresses this and went international bestseller in 2016. He also co-authored the recent addition to Mastering the Art of Success with Jack Canfield. His weekly radio show, Sustainable Success, is part of the Voice America Influencers channel. Chris is also the CEO and co-founder of Empowered Fathers in Action, a 501c3 organization dedicated to strengthening the father-son bonding process through a sustainable solution to build future leaders in the home, communities, and business from a place of higher self-confidence and esteem. I love that. Welcome, Chris Salem. Heather, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, I was so excited when I knew that we were going to do this show today. Um, I know that we're going to have a lot of great nuggets for our listeners, and you've got a lot of energy, and you'll keep them enthralled, I'm sure of it. No pressure, <laughs> though, right, Chris? <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> so, you know what, how about, because they don't know you quite as well as I do, that you give a little bit of background about you know who you are and, and how you got to where you are today. Well, a little bit of background, maybe. First most, I always put family first. That is the most important aspect in my life. That's what drives me, you know, with the nonprofit Empowered Fathers in Action. Everything I do is to be example and set the tone for my family in terms of what can the greatness that can come from them and that anything is possible if they put their mind, heart, and soul to what they love. And And this is something I love to do, including the community. But, you know, where I came from, you know, I came from, you know, a very, you know, dysfunctional background. Uh, growing up, I, you know, I had a lot of struggles with addiction due to struggling with ADHD at the time. Didn't know it at the time. But nonetheless, these were some things that I dealt with through my teen and throughout my uh, 20s. 
until I reached a point of where I knew that in order for my life to change, I had to take responsibility. I had been playing the victim my whole life. So this was the turnaround for me to really, you know, turn my life around in business and do what I do today. Oh, that's fantastic. And I think that that's the key right there. I mean, we could technically stop, <laughs> but is to take ownership, right? I mean, and stop with the excuses and just own your life so that you can make the choice to take different actions, right? Yeah. I mean, the thing about what people have to learn is that in life, no matter what the circumstances are, you could have had a very humble background or a very traumatic background. But nonetheless, it's not that if you had a traumatic background that you you know deserved it and you didn't, but it is what it is. But it's always our responsibility, no matter what happens, to take ownership and accountability of where we are and where we want to go. So we can't just seek to the uh, look to the outside and think someone else is going to fix our problems. There are great coaches and mentors out there, and you can learn from them to take what they've done through their experience, their process, but apply it to what who you are and how you can solve your own problem and create your own solution. That's fantastic. You know, I... I think that's it right there. But I, I also know that you've got some amazing um, information for our business folks out there about yeah. becoming a trusted advisor and influencing your in your business. Do you is there something that you can share about that process? Yeah, I mean, you think about, you know, whatever business that you're in, you know, you may be you may do a great job, but maybe. Some of the people out there may not know what you exactly do, but see what a trusted advisor knows is that you are more than just what you do. So I'll use a realtor as an example because it's always realtors seem to be a great way to articulate this message. You know, think about a realtor. If you in a 60 mile radius, there could be 10,000 real estate agents, whether if they're full time, part time, either they've been in their career for a long time or somewhere in the middle or just starting out. But what is going to make you stand out as a, a, a realtor that someone is going to be able to count on? It's not what makes you unique. It what makes what makes you compelling to them. What is compelling? So it's more than that you just buy and sell real estate for them. It's above and beyond that. It's your values. It's your principles that align with theirs in some way, whether subconsciously or consciously that they see you more than just what you do. And what happens there is that when you're able to really put out information that serves value on a consistent basis, subconsciously they begin to think of you that rather than someone else. So mm. if they were looking to buy a home, well they could call anybody to, you know, there's there, again there's 10,000 real estate agents in the 60 mile radius that they could call. Why are they going to call you? Because there's something about your values and your principles that, again, goes be above and beyond what you do that touches them, that aligns with them in a way that they feel compelled to work with you. It's your content. It's your message. It's the it, the things that you do that bring value to them uh, indirectly or directly on a consistent basis. This is what's going to allow people to become trusted advisors, not only for them to work with you, but to also think of you when maybe someone else they know maybe looking for a home in this case. Mm -hmm. So it, it's a great way to build your business through referrals 
And to me, that is a sustainable model to build a business uh, using the art of influence. And I'd be happy to discuss the process to go about doing that. Yeah, I think that's really important to our business folks out there. We've got a, a lot of people who are a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people in the corporate world, and a lot of salespeople. And so I think this is a a key learning point for them. So let's say that they that they get this concept and they know that they want to, you know, align with people who have the same values. How do they let people know what their values are? Is that through the the content or how would you recommend? Well, I mean, the first thing that I would do is that you first have to assess what those values and principles are for yourself. How do they relate to your business? And then finally, how does that correlate to your projected target audience? The way to go about doing this is putting together a value statement. And when you can put together a value statement, it's like taking pieces of a puzzle and then putting them down and then at the end, bringing them all together to create your value statement. It's in your value statement that's going to keep you honest. It's going to it's going to let you know why you do what you do that really touches your purpose, that really defines your purpose. And when you're able to touch into that from your value statement, that can be used in your mission statement, your your business plan, your elevator pitch, your marketing, whatever the case may be. But it's from that that you can create content, whether if you're doing it while you speak in front of other people. Let's say it could be for an industry event. It could be for a rotary club. It could be for a, a B&I group, a, a, a chamber of commerce, whatever the case may be. It could be through your social media posts, whether on LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. It's, again, being consistent with not only what, what you know that people know who you are. It's really about the message in itself, the content that really is compelling to them that's consistently adding this value where not only do they want to follow you. That's not really what you want to do. You don't want followers. You want people – that are going to embrace this content to really take charge of their own lives, taking accountability or accountability and responsibility. And from that, they're always going to be thinking about you in what you do that could help them. Because when they make a decision to work with you, they're going to come in, dive in with both feet, so to speak, and they're going to do their part to have a better experience. And when they have a better experience, what do they do? They refer people. And that's a great model to build a business. So this is the key is finding the platform or platforms to leverage that content on a consistent basis coming from your true purpose, from your value statement. And many businesses, solo proprietors, uh, corporations, you just you would believe it or not, do not use a value statement. You know, and I think that's the, there's a couple of things that come to mind when you're talking about this. The first one is you're right. I think that there are a lot of people out there who haven't taken the time to create a value statement. But in doing it, then you can align your message across the board is what you're saying. So I really liked how you were saying you can you can present those values in, in networking, in your speaking, in your relationships, in your social media content, all of that. And I think that that's, that's where you gain that trust because People can trust that you are basing uh, everything that you do from the same 
place, right? You absolutely. I mean, think about how they're like, you know, the pharmaceutical commercials, right? You know, a lot of times people think they, you know, while they're watching TV and you see a pharmaceutical commercial, a lot of people think, eh, I'm not paying attention to it. But what they don't realize is subconsciously they are. And this is where the pharmaceutical industry makes billions and billions of dollars because when they're promoting a new drug or a drug that has been selling well, they often correlate that with what? Usually values and principles that are around family, friends, community. I mean, pretty much every pharmaceutical commercial is based upon that. And what happens is that whether if people are actually living that way or desire to live that way, they are subconsciously identifying with that. So while they think they're not paying attention to it consciously, they are subconsciously. So in a way, it's kind of like that as a trusted advisor that when you're putting out content, people are relating to it subconsciously or consciously and are more likely now to think of you when the time comes when they can use your services or product or know of someone else that can benefit. They're going to think of you because you've provided information that is compelling to them in that matter. So that's really, really where the secret is. And then become you know, a master influencer in doing that. There is a foundation you have to build other than the value statement. There's going to be certain things that you have to incorporate in order to really make this content compelling. And, you know, I'd be happy to share that with your audience. Yeah. And, and I do want to just something in, you know, words are very important, right? So I, I'm picking out a couple of key things. One is that you're, you're kind of comparing and contrasting compelling versus unique. Yeah. Maybe what you can do is first clarify for me and for our, our listeners why it's more important to be compelling. And then maybe you can give a couple of tips on how to do that. Sure. Absolutely. Okay. You know, what happens is when we try to focus on what makes us unique, we're really putting everything about us. You know, this, it, this is why I'm unique and why you should be using me. Now, while that could be okay, you know, in certain circumstances, it's really not always about you. It's about your audience. So it's really doing basically the same thing where you're setting yourself apart, but you're doing it in a way that puts the message on them. What is compelling to them? Because, in, it, you know, as a byproduct of that, it is making you unique, that you're not just another realtor. You're just not another financial advisor. You're not just another coach, another you know, whatever, a, a salesperson in general, that it, it's again, it's something that's compelling to them that touches them subconsciously and consciously at their level, what's important to them, their values and core principles. So that's what the difference is, is just turning it in around where you put it about them through the content rather than about you itself. You are the byproduct of that pet compelling content. They're going to be thinking about you. They're going to look into you more. They're going to look to you on LinkedIn. They're going to look on your Facebook page. They're going to look at your website, but it's not that you're just talking about yourself and what makes you unique. That's, that's the I, difference. Yeah. I like that a lot. And something that I, I immediately am thinking of is compelling draws um, energy and heart as opposed to you, uniqueness is more kind of, cerebral right so yeah. i think people buy things and are drawn to you are magnetized to you based upon that energy and heart i absolutely i totally agree i i know that you know when i buy certain things and this took me a long time to figure out 
you know, until until I really, you know, started looking and doing studies in this particular area. But it was based upon my own values and principles that I often would do business or partner with people or buy certain things that indirectly or directly aligned with my values and, and principles. Mm-hmm. And when I began to think about that, I said, wow, you know, I can't be just like that. There's got to be millions of other people that are like that, whether if they know it or not. And and that is where, you know, I, you know, I feel that, you know, as in business, even in our personal lives, that if we can learn how to provide that value and, you know, through your own values and, and core and core beliefs or principles, whatever you want to call it, that those people that align with it in some way it doesn't have to be perfect are the ones that are going to be the people that you want to develop those relationships with, you want to spend time with, you want to do business with. Are you going to be everything for everyone? No. And if everyone thinks that way, you got to, you know, it's going to be a rude awakening. So why chase after people that don't align with your values and beliefs and vice versa? You know, focus on where people really align in some way. And those are the people that are going to become customers. They're going to be your clients. And when they commit from their end, and have great experiences, like I said, they're gonna they're gonna refer you. Yeah. What do you think is your top tip for helping people find you know figure that out? Well, I would say that you you got to build your your success foundation first. A lot of times, you know, limited beliefs play a big part in kind of distracting us what we're really going after. A lot of times, people may be going after something because they've been led to believe that's what they should be going after. Because my neighbor's doing it, I should do it. Or Jack Canfield is doing it, so I should do it too. So you got to go within. You got to follow what's in your heart. You know, follow who you are. And I think a lot of times that's where there's this disconnect, and people, you know, get caught up in the shiny object syndrome or chasing the dangling carrot, and they're going after these things that are really don't define who they are. They don't align with their values and principles. So. I say in order to do that, you really got to find out those limited beliefs that go back from childhood that could be blocking or interfering in that process, causing this confusion or lack of clarity. And when you're able to resolve the root cause to those limited beliefs and have that clarity, you could be more decisive in following exactly those core values and principles that have always been inside of you, but have just been masked you know, due to the, you know, the clutter that you've had in, you know, from limited uh, yeah. beliefs. Oh my gosh. I feel like I need to throw you a 20 for that because, <laughs> you know, that's like leads in right my, my sweet spot there. Right. <laughs> I swear I didn't tell him to say that guys. I promise. That's awesome. I totally, obviously, I totally agree with you on that in order to find your, your gifts and your abilities and your possibility, you need to remove the things that are blocked blocking it. And that's, that's really, really important, Chris. And I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up. You know what, something else is striking me when we're talking about value statements, and we're, we're, you know, discussing it primarily from a business standpoint. I'm just kind of thinking if people, if individuals looked at their value statements, the things that they base their decision processes on, their values, their their belief system, could that help them in like regular everyday life, like dating, for instance? Oh, Even yeah. Value statement, would that help you kind of magnetize the right person? Or you, what do you think? Am I oh, a little absolutely. off track here? 
Absolutely, Heather. It's so you're spot on because this isn't just for business. This is life and business because life and business are one. You think about what goes on in your personal life you bring into your business, what goes on in business you bring into your. Per- so all of these values and principles or beliefs are all are part of your life wherever you go, whether if it's you know at home or in, in the workplace. So absolutely for relationships, also in how you address your well-being and so forth. These apply to so many different areas. I mean, I could go on for. Uh, this could be a, another show, you know, when you talk about <laughs> we the, might have to bring you back <laughs> the eight pillars of wellness and you know that how that helps you to sustain this, you know, the eight pillars of wellness and and how you develop relationships. So by really understanding your values and core principles, this would allow you now to be able to put out that energy and vibes and making sure that you connect with people that are not exactly 100%, but align it in a certain way where there's compatibility that allows you to form interdependent relationships versus codependency. Codependent does not work. Yeah, that's an important differentiation there. (laughs) Yeah, whether if it's a a romantic, you know, if you're desiring a romantic relationship or, you know, people you want to work with, uh, people you want to be friends with, family, whatever the case may be, all of these things could be applied to those situations. Yeah. This is fantastic stuff, Chris. And, you know, I just feel like, like you said, we could go down a bunch of different tracks, but I really want our listeners to to get to know you in a deeper level. So I'm going to ask you a little bit of a personal question sure. here, okay? Um, can you share a time when you let fear guide you and, and maybe how you were able to either use it or release it and what you learned from the situation? Well, I could tell you, that I oh God, I could tell you many, many stories. But in a nutshell, I think maybe this will really help the listeners of your show, your audience to really, you know, relate to this. I lived most of my early life out of fear and how I experienced that fear was through anger. So anger dictated everything that I did in my business and in my personal life. And at the time was not even conscious to it. I knew I was angry. You know, I kind of kind of knew, but not to the level that I thought. But it was always based upon fear. It was that fear from the past in my childhood that I wasn't good enough, mm-hmm. that I didn't have the skills necessary to do these certain things. And it was due to the fact because I didn't have a strong relationship with my father. My father was not present. So I always felt that I wasn't worthy. I didn't feel like I belonged. I didn't know what it what, what it was to become a man the right way. And I felt directionless. I felt hopeless. And while I had this bravado that I, you know, was on top of the world and I, you know, I had this high self-esteem and self-confidence, it was the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. And it was that anger that I experienced, the, the, the fear of not knowing what to do, not knowing what to, you know, not to take certain, uh, make certain decisions that would be good for me, to make, the, to take certain risks that would have helped me in my business. I always allowed that fear to paralyze me or to, to, to project it into the future, to speculate and assume something that never happened, and then it would lead to procrastination, not taking action. So this, mm-hmm. you know, even though it's not a particular one thing, it was it was like, an, just look at it as an evolving story that happened over a, let's say, between 14 and 30, a 16-year period that I lived in struggle, I lived in addiction, and I lived living a lie and, and living the untruth that was all was a result of fear of my limited beliefs from childhood. 
Mm, that is so powerful, Chris. And thank you for getting a little vulnerable there with us, because I think that that is something that so many people feel uh, to some degree, or at least can relate to um, the the underlying fear of not being good enough. And sometimes it translates to anger. And that actually, that's something we have in common. I, I never could figure out why I would just fly off at the fly off the handle at like stupid stuff, right? Um, but it's all this subconscious stuff. So that that uh, how did you? Um, how I got got over it is that I'll tell you what the turning point was for me. It was my father at the age of thirty. Me at the age of thirty. My dad was fifty six. He developed lung cancer, and my dad hadn't smoked or in 30 something years, he was in good health. I mean, looked physically in good health, but I, I'm a firm believer. My dad grew up with the same thing. My dad had a disconnected relationship with his father growing up and my father didn't know how to be the father that I want him to be. And as a result of that, my father spent his adult life chasing money to be, to be rich because he wasn't rich growing up. And I believe that my father's own limited beliefs and his chasing of money and sacrificing the things that were important you know you know his limited beliefs ended up manifesting itself physically into cancer that took his life that was the turning point and that and I looked at my father as that was the greatest gift that he ever gave me because he basically looked at me on his deathbed and said you have you have time to make these changes and not do do what I did because you don't want to go through what I did. I'm you know I'm dying at the age of 56, and I'm not going to be able to enjoy the fruits of my labor because if, if I had known better, I would have done it a different way. And that was the turning point for me, and that was the turning point where I start, decided I'm not going to be the victim anymore, and I'm not going to let anger control my life. I am going to take responsibility and accountability to find out what is causing this because I still didn't know what it was. And that is the process that I teach today with uh, people in terms of getting out of the problem, the limited beliefs, into the solution, and then obviously to become an influencer in, in what they do in business and life. So that was the turning point for me and going through that process to make that that shift. from a, That a is really point. powerful. And like you said, it, it was a gift from your father, but you had to be able to receive it. Yeah. Right. To receive that present and to be able to, to take it in, make change yourself and then pass that message along to others. And I, I have to ask, is that is that what motivated you to start Empowered Fathers in Action or did that come from something else? Well, yes, it did. I mean, the 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 Empowered Father in Action was born out of not only from my background, but another fellow named Joe Cohen who wrote Right Father, Right Son. So when we say Right Father, it's W-R-I-T-E. And oh. Joe had Joe had grown up with a similar experience with his father. He felt that there was a disconnect. His father was very volatile. And there was a strained relationship. And as a result of that, Joe grew up with a lot of anxiety, uh, which even to this day he was dealing with anxiety. And, you know, Joe's in his late 50s. And it really prompted us. And Joe's book just really touched me. And it touched a lot of people that were uh, listeners on my radio show. And that was when we came together to form Empowered Fathers in Action to say that we got to put an, you know, we got to create solutions that can strengthen this process, show why the father role is so important and help to offset 
these issues with mass shootings, with bullying, with suicides, and and to create future leaders in our communities, homes, and business by developing not only boys but also girls from a place of higher self-esteem, self-confidence, free from limited beliefs, but showing that the parents have to be the examples for their children, that they have to go through this process as well. Chris, this is beautiful, and and I want to I want to help you to to share that message. Can you share both how people can find out about the Empowered Fathers in Action as well as your website or information about where they can find your book? Absolutely. So the Empowered Fathers in Action, you can find us on the web at www.efamovement.org. So that's efamovement.org. My personal website uh, in terms of for executive coaching and also training corporations is Christopher, C-H-R-I-S, Christopher Salem, S-A-L-E-M.com. And then the book Master Your Inner Critic, Resolve the Root Cause, Create Prosperity is available also in soft copy, ebook, and audible on Amazon and also Barnes & Noble. Excellent, Chris. Thank you. And I believe that you um, have a great gift for our listeners specifically. And I I want to say thank you to, to this because it's a, I think it's a great value. Um, so can you tell a little bit more about the link that I have here on the podcast and, and what they're going to get with that, please? Absolutely, Heather. And thank you for an opportunity to share this because I think it could help a lot of people. As I mentioned earlier, again, it's all about your foundation. You know, you have to build a, a rock solid foundation. So your success principles have to start there. So what I'd like to offer your audience is a 31 day mindset clarity program, uh, meaning that every day you'll receive an email with a question that you don't want to overanalyze or overthink. You just answer it. Just answer it from the heart. Just whatever comes to mind, just answer it. There's no right or wrong answer. And after the end of 31 days, it's going to provide some insight or clarity to what might be blocking you from what you're trying to do in your business or accomplish in your personal life, whether it pertains to your relationships or our own personal well-being. So uh, I'd be more than happy to provide that free uh, to your audience where they could uh, receive this information. Thank you so much, Chris. I think that's fantastic. And I I do just really appreciate your time here today. Before we close out, do you have any additional parting words of wisdom for the listeners? Yes. I always like to leave with a quote that's near and dear to my heart. It's something, it's my personal quote, but it's something I use with everybody that I have conversations with. And it's something if you really listen to it and say it over and over several times and really, really embrace it, it can change the quality of your life and business. Give without expectation, receive without resistance. Give without expectation, receive without resistance. I love that. That is so powerful. And what a great way to close out an amazing show. Chris, thank you again so very much. Heather, thank you so much for having me today. All right. You have a good day. Bye, have everybody. A- Find that fire. <laughs>